God spoke to me last night. And I said, I don't know if I can say that. I don't know if I've got the guts to say that. But I've got to do it for the children. Sometimes the Holy Spirit comes down and he just breaks your heart. He's broke my heart this week. I've had an awesome week with God. I've had an awesome week with many, many of you. It's been a moving week. Because reality has been let come into our hearts. I started off on Tuesday speaking at the Elim College over Malvern to 80 theologian students. And God blessed us. And what really started my week off in a passionate way was I asked this young man after, what are you going to do when you leave college? He said, I'm going to be a pastor in China. God's called me to my home country. And he knows he's going to be persecuted. And yet he's willing to stand for God. He's going to stand up. He's just learning and learning about God. He's relying on God. And we've asked you to pray. You've got the opportunity to pray for another 49 days. Please, everyone, take one of these leaflets. It's free. And it will just show you what to pray for right up till Christmas. Then on Christmas Day, we can celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ again. I have the books out there as well you can buy. Every parent, please take one of these for your children. It teaches children to learn about children. They can write to children. And those children get their letters. And it gives them hope. What you saw there was children asking for one thing only. For prayer. They're asking you to pray for them. Every persecuted Christian in the country and in the world, and they are in this country, in the world, ask for prayer. Open doors, we ask for your money. So we can do something with it. The children, the persecuted Christians. The first thing they ask any of our field workers when they go out. Is does the western church remember us? Do they pray for us? That's all they want to know. That they're not forgotten. So often we see faces once or twice a year. And then we forget. We let it slip out of our heart. And we mustn't. They're part of God's family. They're our brothers. They're our sisters. Christ is the head. They've got the same head on their body as we have. And we need to worship him and praise him. From Tuesday night came to Wednesday, of course. The house groups. You can tell me how that felt for you. What were those house groups like? Thinking that somebody may come and bang on the door. It's only an insight. It was only pretending from our point of view. The next morning when I was talking to the Lord about this, he gave me this. He said, when you were pretending, I was protecting. Thank you, God. Do you know we hear about persecuted churches? We hear about persecuted people and individuals. But they are the minority, thank God, in some respects. There's only... Not so many get actually, actually hurt. But hey, we in the West, we are the real major minority. We are the ones who are not being persecuted. 
Isn't that strange? Chinese Christians have said openly, our main aim of prayer is for the Western church that they will have their eyes open to their God. One Chinese man went into a Christian bookshop and he said, how can you not be confused about your God? We've only got one book and we're not allowed to carry that. He said, the only book we need is our Bible. He said, don't mix your vision. Keep your eyes upon his word. Read his word to learn about him. Not to learn about God, but to know God. That's why we read the Bible. We don't read the Bible to have all this fantastic knowledge. Because these people grasp hold of the Bible. They grasp hold of the word because it's all they've got. It's all they've got. And you know it's all they want because they've got their God. And so on Wednesday night, Phil and I went out to a house and we raided it. It's quite awesome actually. Phil knocked on the door and all we got was a moo, moo. There's a massive dog going the door. And I thought, this is, they've got one on, we've got one on us here. <laughs> However, we secretly went along the pavement, we went through the gate, banged on the door. There's a lady watching television with a cup of tea. We were in the wrong house. <laughs> there we go. So we went round the other side through another gate. <laughs> and we got to this dark, dark, dark door. And Phil said, look at this, John. And there was a note on the door saying, house group being held in the, in the B&B. So they actually pointed us to where they were. It was wonderful. <laughs> so we went in. Big butch men. <laughs> I was promised Clint from a fistful of dollars. I got Phil a fistful of dollars. <laughs> what can I say? We went in there and something happened in that house group that I've had a job to forgive. I've got to be telling you. You think when you walk in there, they'd be hiding the Bibles. They're trying to shut up young lady over there, the only thing she moved was the cakes. <laughs> All the Bibles stayed open. Move the cakes, John's here. True. Thank you. But seriously, folks, it, it was good because when you take the Bibles off people, and we collected all their Bibles up and took them away, Somebody shouted out, Is it my, that's my granddad's Bible, my, my uncle's Bible, something like that. Those, wor those words really pierced. Because suddenly, you haven't got the Bible. And if we took the Bible away from us for a month or a year, how would we cope? How would we cope just without the Bible? And so that was really good. And then the long ranger went out after I went home and he raided the second house and he stole the pastor's wife. She disappeared. And there they are this morning. God bless you both. Then we come to Friday night which was another such a high, high place in my, in my week. Blimey. If you don't understand what the young people do in this church, 
till till Friday night. On Friday night, we started. I think is young Matt here this morning. Is young Matt here? Is he in bed? I think he is. After Friday, bless him. I didn't get home till twenty five past eleven on Friday night. Matt, bless him, in bed, undercover agent. He did an absolutely amazing thing. There was a bowl of water placed on the floor with a towel. And he asked all the young people to concentrate on their lives. And he said there was lots of verses in the Bible which talked about washing your hands. In case you've touched something or you've done something perhaps you shouldn't have done. And by washing your hands, it would be a symbol of letting that go and being washed clean. And there are a few songs played by the man here on MP3 or whatever that is. And then every now and again, Matt just read out a song, uh, a verse of the Bible. And I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit came down in such a powerful way. Didn't it, Brenda? It was awesome. It was awesome. The Holy Spirit was in every one of those youngsters' hearts. It was fantastic. And I went on to do my little bit. Showed them both films because we knew some of the young people go to a different church this morning. And then we went into a time of prayer. But that was also moving because we got them to stick their Bibles right next to the fireplace with the threat we were actually going to throw them on the fire. And you know, that really moved me. All, all night, all I could see was these Bibles piled up on the floor next to me. And it was so moving. And when we prayed, boy, sometimes wonder what the young people are going to do. I'll tell you what they do. They pray. To hear a 15-year-old girl praying through her tears, fighting back the tears. So moved for God. A young man crying out to God. And then after, I had a 13-year-old girl come up to me. She said, what can I do? What can I do? No, she said, I want to do more. I have to do more. I can't see this suffering going on any longer without doing something. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's what we need to do as a church. I'm going to ask the house group to come up now because sometimes with, with the persecuted church, we hear about things that are happening. And it's a little bit distant sometimes. We can't sort of take it in. Because they're people we don't actually know. We hear about them. Of course we get sad. Of course we get upset. And we will pray for them. But today, we're just going to sort of demonstrate anything. So if those guys could come up from the Badsea group. The Badsea group was great because I could actually build a case against this group. <laughs> because they've actually gone out and done things for the Lord. They've actually gone out and done out outreach work. They've gone and done different works with different groups. And uh, we just thought this morning it may be good if you saw faces you know and love holding up something that would make you think if this happened to your favorite or closest member of the family. That's not a nice placard to hold up. 
abused. Many, many people are abused because they are Christians. Think if that was your daughter, your mother, or your sister, your brother, or even your father. Many, many Christians are sent in to hard labor camps. It doesn't matter how old they are really. They send them away from their families. They leave the women and the children left at home. They can't cope because women aren't really very important in these countries. And so nobody really wants to help them. Married out. What on earth could married out be? Look at your daughters, mums. Look at your daughters. Because what happens in many countries is those girls will be taken out of your family and they'll be married off to somebody of a different religion. And married out means they will not be allowed to share their faith because they will be married into a different religion. And I'm not here to knock other religions par se this morning, but that is what would happen. Jailed. Wow, there's a fabulous story of a man who was jailed. I did share it with him on Wednesday night. There's a Christian man who was, you might know the story actually, he had his legs beat to a pulp. He couldn't walk anymore. Everywhere he went in jail, he had to be carried because he was a Christian. It was his third time in jail. And the reason he said he was in jail this time was because he put his ministry before God. Wow. And when he was in jail, so many prisoners got converted to Jesus Christ. So many people who ran the jail got saved. And he said, that's why I'm in jail. So I can tell them of Jesus. He couldn't walk and yet God had the audacity to turn around to him and say, go, get out of jail. He stood up. He took a step forward. He took another step forward. All the prisoners watched him. As he walked, his legs got stronger and stronger and stronger. He walked through jail door after jail door after jail door, past prisoners, past jailers. He walked down the stairs and out into the exercise yard. Everybody just ignored him. He kept walking. This is good. I can walk. This is good. That's enough. I can walk. There was the door of the most secure jail in China. He got there and it was open. He walked through the door out onto the street and there was a taxi waiting. Wow! He was out. Got him out of the country and it took about, I think it was three years to get his wife and children out, but they're together again now. Praise God, hey? Tortured. Imagine your loved ones being tortured. Tortures I won't mention on a Sunday morning with youngsters around, but there are things going on which are horrific. All because people want to carry a Bible. All because Jesus is their Lord. And they will not, they will not deny Jesus is their Savior. One of the pictures you saw on Wednesday night of that 11-year-old boy, he chose to die rather than de deny Jesus. 11 years old. Homeless, people driven out of their homes, driven out of their country even, just because they want to be Christians. 
it's a moving but true story. And there's one I couldn't ask anybody to hold up. You've just seen the film. Think of gay birth. Murdered. A young boy because he believes Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you, guys. At which point I was going to break off. And then the Lord spoke to me last night. If I left it there, it would put over a very negative story of my God. And my God is not negative. My God is all powerful. And what we have to do this morning, church, and this is the message, we have to look beyond the persecution. We have to look beyond the persecutors. And we have to look at the big picture. And the big picture is what we have learned in Revelation. That Jesus Christ has the victory. You're very quiet about that. Jesus Christ has the victory. That's the message this morning. Yes, people are getting really, really hurt. People are really, really afraid. But why are they afraid? Why are they getting hurt? Because they believe Jesus Christ is coming back for them. They believe Jesus Christ is Lord. They believe Jesus Christ is their Savior. And the Lord said, tell that church, we've got to get out there and tell everybody else. Because when they're being threatened of death, threatened of torture, threatened of being hurt and taken away from their families, they go out and they tell people, they say, Jesus loves you. Jesus cares for you. Jesus wants you. The one thing the Lord's laid on my heart so strong over the last couple of months is to pray for the persecutors as well. Pray for them to be saved. The Chinese say, do not pray that persecution stops in our country. They don't want persecution stopped. They want a back strong enough to take the persecution. That's what they pray. And they say, we want the Western church to pray with us. Because they said, when we're in jail, if God gives us the strength to go through that, then we can tell those people who persecute us, Jesus loves you. That's what it's about. Christianity is not a game. Christianity isn't even like a lifestyle on this earth. We are dealing with eternity. So every time we walk past somebody and we don't tell them that Jesus loves them, that person may go to a lost eternity. And that's not what God wants. Everyone to be saved. You, me, my family. He wants everyone to be saved. We can start here by loving our family. Why do we find it difficult sometimes to pray for those we love? Why do we let little things get in the way? arguing about where the car keys are before we come to church, arguing what time will the dinner be ready, what time will television what time, it's all immaterial we are born into eternity the minute we are born there is no way back we are going to spend eternity somewhere thank God he's given us the choice and we have the choice whether we pray or not we have the choice whether we remember or not. God is not going to force anybody to love him. 
But he did send his son to die for them all. Us all. Every one of us. That was his way of showing his love to us first. No matter what we've got, wealth, health, whatever, it is all God-given. It is all God-given. And it is only God who can take it away. The devil may use the persecutors to keep them away from Jesus. He may use the persecutors to try and get people to change their religion, their beliefs, their Christianity. But let me tell you this. Jesus Christ is Lord. He has already won the victory. On Calvary, he won the victory. If we don't live in that victory, it's because we haven't accepted it. We are all called to full-time ministry. You may not know that, but you are. You are called to full-time ministry. These guys out the front who sit here every week and they speak to us every week, they are not our ministers. There are pastors, there are teachers, and there are earthly shepherds. We are told to go out there and preach the gospel. We are told to go out there and pray without ceasing. That makes us the ministers. Thank God we've got people that we can go to for mentoring and leading and teaching. We need a good job. So I spoke from the heart today. I didn't know if I have the guts to. So let's pray for these people. Let's pray for these people. Lord, we thank you for everything we do is for you. That everything we have, our freedom, our lives, our eternity, our assured eternity, are gifts from you and you alone. And Lord, on this international day of prayer, where people are meeting literally all over the world to lift up their voices to you. We pray that you will bless these children. Strengthen these children. When their mums and dads are taken away, Lord, that you become their Abba Father. And Lord, just help them to understand. Where parents lose their children. Lord, just bless them. Fill them with your love and fill them with your compassion. Fill us with your love, Lord. Fill us with your compassion. Make us see the lost out on the street. In the same streets we live. In the same towns we live. In the same area we live. Lord, we do pray for revival. But Lord, we know that takes us to go out in your name. Knowing we have victory. In your name. Give us the power in your spirit, Lord, to remember. Not to remember in defeat, but to remember in victory. Because you have the victory. You took it on yourself, Lord, on the cross. You took every single sin upon yourself. So we pray, Lord, these persecutors will just accept you as their saviour. Break down hardened hearts, Lord. In this place, Lord, break hardened hearts. 
that we're not ashamed to cry, we're not ashamed to show emotion because you wept as well. Just thank you, Lord, and praise thee that you will wait. May we all be obedient to your will, Lord. May we be obedient for eternity. That we stop being apathetical and we go out and we work and we serve you as you would have us do. Then, Lord, we know that you will have all the praise and all the glory that is due to you. In Jesus' name.